0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Comics Collective, the weekly podcast where we read and discuss a collection of comic books or a graphic novel. I'm your host, not Dallas. <laughs> and I
1: am also not Dallas.
0: We're that coming was, back yeah. with another female only episode.
1: It is Girls Night, and that was so good. You should read it every week. <laughs> it was
0: fantastic. Fire Dallas.
1: Inst- first thing
0: yeah. off the get go,
1: again we say instantly squirms of comments. Everything is so much better this time, and <laughs> I don't. I feel I'm so sorry, Dallas. Every time we do be- this, the first thing we do We're is literally thirty Dallas.
0: seconds in. He's just not gonna. He's just not gonna edit this episode.
1: Uh, he's just not. He's he's gonna listen, and he's gonna just is, 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 He's like he's he's having fun. He's 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 enjoying this. Love yeah. you, Dallas. Miss you. Love you.
0: We do love Dallas. <laughs> Dallas is our favorite. He is the backbone of this podcast. But sadly, he's unable to join us this week for personal mm-hmm. undescribed reasons that I'm going to make scound really scandalous. <laughs> but um, he
1: might be on the run. I think Maybe. I hear he's on the run.
0: Rhinestone Cowboy might be on the run, but yeah, yeehaw. Yeehaw, bitches. Uh, okay. Anyway, and
1: hello. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are we chatting about this week do you want to well, give us a little spiel
1: yeah so this week is the final week of pride month and so mm-hmm. we have the final pride book of the month uh, we tried to do like a loose theme going through the weeks where we tried to do like LGBTQ for each week and Remember-
0: we-, we didn't even talk about the bisexuality didn't even- of our bisexual <laughs> book
1: we, really, we we botched that two weeks in. Two weeks oh. in and we already forgot it's Pride Month. We're like, we have too many other things to talk about. We can't even focus on the gays. And we just ignored it.
0: I cannot. The actual belly laugh that came from every single one of us as soon as we hit end on that recording. Unreal. I wish we could bottle that energy and just mm-hmm. give, it the, give it to the whole country at the moment. Everybody needs yeah, that. Everyone feels so much better. It's true because... I don't think I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my life than when we realized we literally missed the entire point of the episode. It's all right.
1: It's okay. We we learn from it and we get better. Um, we definitely won't miss it this time. It's hard to talk about the story without um, addressing the queerness of the entire mm. thing as a whole. Uh, we are talking this week about the book *The Prince and the Dressmaker* by Jen Wang. And this was a book that I don't think any of us, when we started reading it, had read before.
0: No, I definitely haven't. Yeah. I don't know about Prince Dallas Abubu himself, <laughs> who reads everything. He, but he probably has, yeah. He probably
1: has. He's like, if it isn't DC, I've read it.
0: <laughs> Toasty clean. And
1: yeah, it was such, such a delight. We were talking right before the show started. I picked this up at like 1130 ra- last night because, you know, I procrastinated a little bit this week. I have my <laughs> reasons. And I was like, you know, I'm going to read a chapter two before bed. I'll finish the rest during work tomorrow. It- everything's fine. We'll make this work. Half an hour later, the book's finished and I'm sitting there like, okay, <laughs> I I feel like I made a mistake, but I like that way too much to feel like that was a mistake.
0: It was so good. So good. So good. Like, oh, yeah. I may say that this is my favorite that we've read. Oh, oh, like, and that's saying something. Oh, it's everything
1: else. With. Oh, okay. Wow. I know. Special I know. Book. I just
0: like the the feelings and like the emotions that this book brought to me were so <laughs> happy. And I feel like it couldn't have come at a better time in our world and our <laughs> lives right now. It just was such a good escape. And it was so quick, too, which I was a little sad about. But it was just such a good, quick, fun read that just, like, took you out of your little world and plopped you into another one. And I just loved it. It was great. Yeah.
1: It's charming. It has like a magic to it. It's like exactly. if, if like classic like Renaissance Disney was put into a, a paper book and they actually talked about queer characters in it mm-hmm. without worrying about, you know, their overlords and their corporate overlords. It's up Disney. Yeah. Without <laughs> getting any notes from editors or anything like that. Did you read through that Alex Hirsch um, Twitter thread or video that he posted about all the the notes he got from Disney when he was doing Gravity Falls? No. Oh my God! You have that is. You have to send abs- that to me. I will send it to you as soon as Please the episode's do. over. By the way, if everyone listening, this is what the episode sounds like without a backbone. We will jump back and forth. Shenanigans. Absolutely shenanigans.
0: shenanigans. If you haven't seen the Cats Collective, I feel like you might not know what's about to happen. We
1: shot that entire episode, and I realized at the end, I don't. I don't remember a single thing that happened in the movie.
0: I don't either. Not even yeah, a single no. bit. I yeah. blocked it out. Trauma response. <laughs>
1: You asked me to tell you the plot of Cats, and I'm just going to repeat the title back at you, because that's
0: all I know. Cats on two feet.
1: Cats on two feet. Something, something,
0: maybe aliens, question mark. Remember Jellicle Cats, though? That one's seared into my mind. That was right at the beginning. Gross. Jellicle (laughs) Cats, James Gordon. Ah!
1: (laughs) Uh, Anyway, the Prince and the Dressmaker. Okay. Let's, Okay. So what this book is about, you know, the point of the show, (laughs) is there is a dressmaker whose name is Frances, and she is really, really talented. And she gets noticed by this prince who, unbeknownst to everyone, likes to dress in dresses and look absolutely gorgeous. And he calls um, himself, while he's wearing the dresses, um, Lady Crystallia. And yeah, he gets Francis to be his um his chief accomplice, and yeah, he spends all of his time going out as Lady Crystallia. and it's absolutely fantastic. It's a great exploration into exploring your own gender identity, um, the being comfortable within your own queerness, and learning to accept the queerness of others. I love the beats with um his family that come later, and I mm-hmm. think, gosh, we'll we'll get to it when we get to his family more, but. Lexi, tell me what we've talked a little bit about what you about how this comic made you feel. What were some of your favorite moments from this comic? What what puts this in the top 5 for you?
0: I just I feel like for me there's like the two very distinct feelings that this comic brought for me. I mean, it's just the first one, it's just such a loving, caring story about mm-hmm. a beautiful pair of young kids. They're kids. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the story was so beautifully written and takes such good care of them as characters, as individuals, as friends, and helps both of them kind of explore their identities in different ways. Mm -hmm. I feel like with um, Frances, I mean, obviously we get to see her pursue her dreams of styling, of creating beautiful gowns and outfits and the whole shabam, And we get to see Sebastian kind of explore his queerness and his sexuality and how he feels as himself, as an individual. Mm -hmm. And I feel like both parts just flowed so beautifully and cohesive together that it just made sense. Like it felt like you couldn't have one without the other which I loved. And like, I just reading this book and I mean, getting to the ends, we'll talk about it later, but I just remember like I haven't had a book in a really long time where I was like, just kiss already. Damn it. Mother of God, just do it. (laughs) I have never, like I don't think I've actually ever had a comic do that to me before where I was like, come on, I know you want to like, I just like felt I was like, come on, do it, just do it. I was swiping on my phone so fast. I was like, come on. Like, but me, girl, please. Exactly. A Little Mermaid moment. Like, come on, you can do it. We're just singing, dancing frogs. <laughs> um, But no, and then I feel like also the other half, for me personally, it spoke to me on a level that was very... It's like, it kind of spoke to my inner child a little bit. And I grew up, for those of you who don't know me, I mean, mostly everybody in the world does not know me, but um, I grew up as what you would say, extremely feminine and extremely frilly little gremlin (laughs) that basically, if you've seen Lottie on Princess and the Frog, that is my childhood. Oh my gosh. That is what I was and that is what my mother made me gremlin. But I was fascinated with fashion, dresses, clothing, all things Paris. Like this book was written for a younger me. And it just speaks to me on a level that is so tender and sweet to me. And It's kind of funny. I mean, I I do wish a little bit that Dallas was on this episode with us to kind of chime in, but um, when I was really young, I had this hobby. I I grew up loving Barbies, like loved them. They were my religion from like two to like closeted 16. I played with them (laughs) while I was in high school every (laughs) once in a while. I did have a younger sister, so that's how I played it (laughs) off, but I loved those dolls. I loved dressing them up. I loved collecting the clothes and I just loved that world. And I remember and I have pictures of me I think around maybe 7 or 8 years old and I remember I got like the most beautiful Barbie. And I remember that in my little in my little world, in my little house that I wanted to play, I wanted them to have a wedding. And I could not find a wedding dress that was up to par with my tiny little mind. So I grabbed one of those large Kleenex boxes and I made one out of Kleenexes. And my mom has this picture of like this. And then I took like hours and hours and hours to make this little Kleenex dress for this Barbie. And then I didn't touch her for like years I'm not even kidding because I had like taped each individual little oh tissue square gosh. onto her and like trimmed little tiny pieces. Like it was batshit fucking crazy. The detail that my tiny little mind did. It was like arts and crafts. And like I remember I like put her hair into like little, like little braids and it just was crazy. And I remember that she sat on my bookshelf for like years. Like I think that she finally was kidnapped by my sister when I was like 14. And then that dress was brutally murdered. (gasps) Tiffany, you know who you are. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace for for bridal Barbie that made by Lexi. But and I just feel like that moment was the start for me into something that was so influential in my life. And I've always been drawn to fashion. And sorry, I'm like going on like a whole like Lexi no, no. journey over here. But um, when I was in high school, I actually for four and a half years, I worked for a designer prom dress boutique like store. Oh, oh. Um, If you've ever seen Say Yes to the Dress, it was like that for pageants and prom. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And I loved that job. That job was my shit. Like that, I remember I, of course, started base level. I was the bitch on the floor. And then I like I made my way up to being a manager and to also traveling the, com- traveling the country with this business to their buying shows. So I was very in that world and in that glitz and glamour and dress world. And I'll, ha- I'll have to send you pictures, Anne. But, um, oh, please. <laughs> I, like, I walked in fashion shows. I modeled for them. I got to wear these dresses that were thousands of dollars that I would never, ever get to touch in my life if I didn't have this job. And on the flip side of that, I got to do that for other girls which was really awesome. So I felt so attached to Francis the moment that her and Sebastian had that first initial try on if you if you will because the power that a dress has for individuals is so strong. I remember vividly multiple multiple experiences that I had at that job where you could just tell the moment that that girl put on the dress that she wanted because her whole body stance just changed. The way she held herself, the way way that they would walk would change. And it just was something so powerful to me. And it just was such a beautiful experience to be able to be someone who's involved in that. So I was so happy to see Frances in this be able to help Sebastian through that journey and I just I just loved it so much and it's just something that I was so in deep with for so long Mm -hmm. that it was like a little like reading this today again was like a little nod back to like oh yeah that was such a huge part of my life like it was crazy it was crazy it was such a good time
1: that is absolutely incredible. Thank you for sharing that with
0: us. Yeah, and it's, thanks for listening, y'all.
1: Yeah. Welcome to my TikTok. <laughs> it makes all the sense in the world why this book would have that effect on you and why it would connect with you that deeply. That's so, so cool. And I had no idea. So it's nice getting a little the the little lexi lore. Yeah, welcome it's... to my lexi
0: lore. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> word for it.
1: Yeah, it it's really, really great to see the relationship between the two. It's hard. It's I'm try, I'm like trying to think of the best words to um, follow up everything you just said so beautifully.
0: Uh, Thank you. <laughs>
1: they have one of the best dynamics I've seen in any comic this year. They're such great friends who possibly become something more by the end. I don't. I think it's left kind of vague. It where It's left, left a at little the open. End. Yeah, kind of fun. <laughs> but yeah, I do like that she is so completely and thoroughly unjudgmental of him from the mm-hmm. moment that, that she figures out that it's him in the dress. She's just like, sure, I'll, I'll still do it. I'll still, like, make right. you, You're
0: still make you. still paying me.
1: I'll make you a <laughs> dress. Who cares? Yeah. And the moment you talked about when he comes out in the dresses the first time as Lady Crystallia for the first mm-hmm. time, and she sees she sees her, and it's just like, wow. That panel, that page, it's so breathtaking, breathtakingly done. Mm-hmm. It's just wow there are several moments like that in the story where people come out in their dresses for the first time and it actually takes your breath away uh, the first one the very first dress the one that was supposed i'm <laughs> i like my mic one second getting
0: not the mic excited. just the we're getting moment. hyped in here
1: <laughs> okay okay everything's good it didn't interrupt the call i happen. love this we're doing better yes,
0: dallas look we're doing good <laughs> we're doing good guys
1: I got too excited. I kicked it out. Um, (laughs) Where was I? Oh, um, when the first dress comes out, it was supposed to be the one that was ugly. I was like, this is the most gorgeous dress I've ever seen in my life. Everyone at this party is smoking something. That's insane. There's – every time they went out, it was just artistically magnificent. Mm -hmm. And I loved seeing their relationship grow through this and Sebastian was a character that I really appreciated seeing because I liked seeing a queerness that wasn't defined in any specific way by the end like we never put a label on Sebastian through this entire thing
0: it's fluid
1: yeah, which is for
0: a lot of people
1: yeah and I think you could definitely read Sebastian as gender fluid I feel like you could read Sebastian as non-binary I feel like you could read Sebastian as trans or just you know anything in between and I think that's one of the best parts about the story and I feel like it's why it's the perfect candidate for this week of the month for our for our topic and i think that's great that it can speak to a lot of people like that because there are definitely moments that sebastian has here even though i didn't read sebastian as a trans character that i Mm -hmm. as a trans person could still relate to like the moment he says that he feels really powerful as lady cristalia i'm like yes exactly when i started going out as like as me for the first time like full girl mode I was just like, I felt like I could punch a hole in the universe. It Mm -hmm. was so empowering and so, it gave you the sense of just like awe and confidence and strength and courage and seeing Sebastian do that all the time was just such such a remarkable thing. And I loved the arc that he went through in learning not to accept just only, not just himself but also um, seeing his family accept him too. Mm -hmm. Because he gets um outed almost at the um like the second act turn of this book and that's in a queer story that's always a very scary part Mm -hmm. whether it's you know someone's actual queer story or someone's someone in fiction you never know how someone's gonna react and it didn't go great at first but i do enjoy so so much that it ended up being okay Mm -hmm. i gotta tell you i don't know if I don't know about you, but my absolute favorite moment in this entire thing was when someone was going up to Sebastian at the fashion show at the end and saying, like, take him away. And the king comes out in, <laughs> in his funky, outfit, beautiful outfit with like the deep V and yes! all of his chest hair is just like right there. And he has like the little like elk, like deer antlers yeah. behind him and it was just the most slay king. Re- it was the most <laughs> regal look I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm like, this is the most you've looked like a king this entire story.
0: Yeah, and you yeah were in it's almost king like Garb. still so the way that it was done was mm-hmm. so interesting to me because I was like, this is very obviously a very masculine man. Oh yeah. And I that was not lost in that mm-hmm. fit. It was oh, very, no. it was It was a dress and there were heels, but it was very much still him, which was Mm -hmm. amazing. And also the actual, like, I wish I could have, every once in a while, I wish that my phone would record my reactions to the comics (laughs) that I'm reading because when all of the guards are Mm -hmm. the ones wearing the outfits in the fashion show,
1: because
0: the king is like, whatever they need, help them, like. And so they're all the ones in the outfits. I was like, what? What? This is amazing. I'm so, so happy. And they were like eating it up. They were eating it up. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, bitch. For sure. (laughs) Look at my little pink (laughs) polka dot outfit that I got
1: going on. They've never had more fun on that job in their entire life. That was the (laughs) best day of their jobs. They're like, I'm not fighting anyone. I'm not killing Mm -hmm. anyone. I'm just. a strut. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I'm killing is this runway. (laughs)
0: Exactly,
1: exactly. But I think that's one of the great themes about this is just exploring people's relationship with gender and gender expression. And how it's not nearly as binary as a lot of people want it to be. And how that's okay to explore that and to have fun within that. And how it's still possible to do stuff like wear a dress and still appear so powerful and masculine at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you don't, you don't get that a lot. We have such a, a stigma around gender, just as like a society. And it's so great to get stories like this that will look you in the face and say, this is ridiculous. I'm going to break this. Look at how much fun they're having. And I think that's so, so wonderful. Uh, it's such a great ending to such a great story. Um, what did you think about... We we talked a little bit about being vague. What was your take on Sebastian and Frances's, um relationship and their friendship and how that grew through the story?
0: I just, I thought it was so beautiful because, I mean, it starts out as, of course, like an employer-employee relationship. Like they, um, Sebastian brings in Frances because he's interested in her work. Like he sees her dress on an individual who's at his um, his betrothal party, which I thought was hilarious. He's scoping out their fits, not them. Um, but yeah, he, like, seeks her out and brings her in to start this project. And right from the get-go, she is very accepting, very loving, so open to his ideas and his nudges in the right direction. And they both bring each other out of their comfort zones, which I also love because initially she's drawing up designs and he's like, what the hell is that? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, where's the, where's the pizzazz? And she's like, what do you mean? Like you showed me pictures of your mom's stuff. And he goes, that's because I, he's like, that's not why. that's not what I want to (laughs) wear. He's like, that's just what I've seen, but I want what you created originally. And so then they just, just go into this crazy journey together and i mean that even from their first outing together um to the miss marmalade miss marmalade oh my god competition oh my gosh my heart where's dallas and his little paddington heart marmalade (laughs) um you know you know paddington would win any oh yeah he would just show up in his little coat He wins. But (laughs) honorable mention, Paddington. But um, just from that moment of those two sharing that together is so special. And you can just tell from that moment on, their relationship just gets closer and closer. And we really don't see a ton of romantic energy from Mm -hmm. them for a while. Like, we just see them – having such a good time together they're just friends they go out they are experiencing life and they meet a few new friends along the way like i know we have um peter which is really really fun he's the son of the owner of the new department store that's Mm -hmm. being started the triplees the triplees that's yep the triplees peter tripley and peter "Quote unquote," rescues them from a drunk man after (laughs) (laughs) Sebastian straight up bitch slapped him, which I thought was Mm -hmm. so funny. I was like, "Oh yeah, get him, get him, deserved it." Mm -hmm. You did, you did. Um, but yeah, and so that's a really fun friendship that's started and gets continued at the end. Um, but some of my favorite scenes with the two of them are when they're on their vacation in. Mm-hmm. Where the little spa town they went to was—I don't remember I, the name of it. I love—I
1: don't remember the name of it either. But I love um, every scene of Sebastian in that spa. This, you can just like see
0: his little outfit. The,
1: his little outfit. You could see the stress on his face the whole his time. Anxiety. He's just like,
0: or when, <laughs> or the moment that the Madame, whatever her name was, the designer lady was like, yeah. "I want to meet your friend," and his little. In the background, like his little screech that he did. I thought that was so funny.
1: This is one of those books that does such a great job with facial expressions. Yes. Like everything is so perfectly communi- communicated in all of its subtleties that I feel oh. like if there were no words to the story, you could still follow along almost perfectly oh, yeah. with what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's such a talent. I think it's always great when we get stories like this or stories like Sunstone where you get to see... What happens when the artist and the writer are the same person? Mm-hmm. And so they know exactly. There's no communication that has to happen. They're just like, "This is my story, unaltered, unfiltered, exactly as I see it in my mind." Mm-hmm. And I think that makes that's so cool. Yeah, it lets <laughs> them tell emotions a lot better. I feel. Yeah,
0: yeah, they know in their mind what it looks like. They can yeah. see it, and I think that's that, like that's such such a cool talent. <laughs> That's such a cool talent. It's my queen, amazing. My queen Tilly got that talent. <laughs> I just want to cling onto her like a sloth, just hug all the time. Yeah. Also jealous that freaking Dallas got to meet her. Unfreaking
1: believable.
0: How dare he? We really it- and. We really need to be roommates in New York City. Do not tempt in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Carson Mm. just looked at me really suspiciously from over across the (laughs) room. He was like, What the hell are you talking about? He
1: he can come too. Rent's cheaper with three people. That's true. It's true. Junie can be uh, a Central Park dog. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah.
0: She already lives inside anyway.
1: Start a social media account for the dog. The dog will make more money than all of us.
0: Exactly. Just put her in a sweater and call it good. I'm gonna she steal does, um she does look like a little Pillsbury biscuit in sweaters, Right.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna steal my dad's dog Kingsley. He's <gasps> gonna come with us too.
0: They can be friends. If they can be friends. And, and roommates. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I tell Kingsley's the type of dog who if he sees another dog like a mile away, he's gonna start losing his goddamn mind. Like he's like, I need to be with that dog Junie. right now. Yep. But friends. then he gets with the dog, sniffs its butt once, and then he's he's over it. He's done.
0: The he's other dog to still
1: introduce. wants, yeah, right. The other dog still wants to play with him, but he Whoa. is so over it. He's just like, I'm ready to leave. I'm ready to. Go. I'm <laughs> shy. I'm actually very shy. I talk a big game. I cannot follow through.
0: <laughs> men. <laughs> oh no! That just came out. I'm sorry, guys. I love. I love men. Oh. Just. <laughs> <sighs> we we? Did
1: issue a formal a formal apology. I would like to apologize to the men. The Men, and I take it back. And then boom. Only Harry
0: Styles. Thank you.
1: Only Harry Styles. <laughs> Sorry, everyone listening who's not Harry Styles. Oh you goofed.
0: God. I wish Harry Styles would listen to this. Oh my Could god! Could you imagine? No. <laughs> I would be so embarrassed. <laughs> Be like, don't you have anything better to do? Harry, Harry, what are you doing? Harry. I got another album. I know one just came out like a month ago, but get on it. Harry, you're a Come superhero now.
1: You're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. True. Fair, Fair game. Thing. Oh, wait, no, we can get him on as guest. Perfect. Harry, you if you're listening, we would love to talk to you about True. Star Fox.
0: <laughs>
1: the video game, not the character.
0: Harry, if you're listening, please send me one of your feather boas the end please Preferably let us know, know you're out there <laughs> it's true let me know that he, uh, you're thinking of me but, <laughs> anyway my disembodied voice in your headphones um <laughs> i broke in. I broke. broker <laughs> time out I I, i'm a little unhinged okay. everybody i'm sorry don't worry. did things to
1: me dallas will definitely listen to this whole thing and make sure he cut this he, he'll make sure he cuts this because that's the responsible thing to do. That's
0: true. That's, that's the good podcaster in him, which we are not. It would be even
1: him. more responsible if we gave him a timestamp, but we're not going to do that.
0: <laughs> no, he has to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Evil laugh and all.
1: Evil laugh and all. I'm just going to send it to him. Nothing in here you need to edit out. Devil emoji. Nothing
0: beautiful. Absolute gold. Spitting bars out here. Oh, Can we just also comment on mm-hmm. Princess Sophia? Or whatever her name is. From... I think it's.
1: Isn't it Juliana?
0: Oh well, son of a Wait. bitch. Maybe.
1: <laughs> Princess. There's at least two princesses the here. The wife. The wife. kind of sort of wife. Oh, the one he wanted to propose. Oh, it to. is Juliana. Yes. Damn
0: it. <laughs> who the hell is Sophia? What? Sophia the first. I don't God, know. Damn. Where did Sophia come from? <laughs> Do you know who Sophia the first is? Hmm? Do you? No. Google it right now because okay. <laughs> okay. you'll be mad at me if you You, you, t-
1: you talk about Juliana while I oh, go this. Oh, she's
0: so beautiful. She had her little Cinderella bun and her little blue dress when she gets <laughs> ditched in the fucking garden. That was so funny. She was like, I would really like to marry you. And he said, I'm going to walk this other way now and goodbye. And then he pops his head back out the bush and I was like, just so you know, to get back where we were to another left and another right don't get lost and then just dips he's like absolutely fucking not this poor awkward child it's true both of them poor babies like 13 she was so so nice though she was she was i did feel i i I understand her emotions at the end poor little baby she just Mm -hmm. runs right out of there like the queen that she is her little dramatic exit queens will always pick the dramatic exit over what's right (laughs) that's true but also her asshole brother. Son of a bitch. Asshole. 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 He's um, just upset about his own failings, damn mm-hmm. it. Yep. Little Very bitch.
1: insecure in his own masculinity, yep. I would think. Little bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Tiny penis. Myself. Tiny penis. No regrets.
0: Um, nope. I don't take <sighs> that back at all.
1: Should Should have been a better person. It's true. It's true anyways this is a whatever the fuck his name is hate account now um (gasps) it's true what is his name i don't even know find his name so we can pop properly slander him i will i will right now excuse me where are you
0: also honorable mention as well for um where was i going with this i forgot (laughs) damn it we
1: got this oh um Do they name this guy?
0: They do in like the beginning.
1: Brother Marcel. Okay, Marcel. Marcel. You would be called Marcel. Marcel. Of course, course. your name is Marcel, and you're an asshole. Of
0: course, it's Marcel.
1: Oh, oh no! Wait. I I think one of the the fun things about this is it has a relatively small cast of main characters. Yeah, yeah. Keep all of our focus on Sebastian and his journey. Of, like, self-identity and self-discovery, which is so, so relatable and so, so great to see. Mm -hmm. I love stories that tell you it is okay to be yourself. And even though they're like, hey, even if you think this is weird, if it's something you like, do it. If it's not hurting anyone, it's Mm -hmm. perfectly okay. Explore that. Embrace that. Celebrate that. It's such... Such a good message. This is one of those books. that's like I wish this was in libraries everywhere.
0: Can you imagine, this yeah, would be so good for kids. This it so be so good. good for kids. For everyone, it's good for everyone. Just read it, okay.
1: This is this is the kind of book that makes really good people happy. It makes all the right kinds of people all kinds of mad. Preach. Yeah, because Preach. it it puts their um bullshit on full blast. It says,
0: hmm. Hmm. you got problems don't you (laughs) you sure about that (laughs) i do have to say lady cristalia's nose as someone who has a fucking pointy nose and dallas also does because it's the taylor nose beak beak look at it i got a beak and why i pierced it so i like it (laughs) literally that's why um Mm -hmm. I was ruthlessly bullied about my nose in high school. Like, really? Destroyed by Aww. this one boy who coincidentally was named Talon. Oh. I shouldn't have listened to a single fucking word that came out of yeah, his mouth. No, no. Destined for failure. But he said that I looked like the yellow angry bird oh, with that's my nose. so mean. Yeah, I know. And no. I was like 16, fresh in high school. I was like, fuck you. Like he would make bird noises at me from across the freaking hall anytime that we like, were in proximity to each other. So, to see a queen, an absolute bad fucking bitch with a schnoz, love it, love it,
1: love her. Felt very seen, yeah. I was feeling that too. I also have le
0: schnoz. It's the schnoz, it's the type of nose it's, that people pay for, and is it straight? Look at it.
1: Okay, Find me the people, and if they pay, I will take the money. <laughs> I also unplug my microphone. Oh my gosh! God it. <laughs> at I'm least too at wild. At I least put you're my business. cords up here. <laughs> yeah, I have to tuck mine through the microphone so that I don't step on it anymore. <laughs> it happens. Oh, I feel, I feel bad because I feel like we've touched on most of the most of the things in this. This is a relatively fast read.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I feel like it was. Yeah, it wasn't very long. It had a really beautiful, just straightforward story to it. And it was simple. And I feel like that's one of the beauties of it. It just it didn't dump a whole lot on you. And it Mm -hmm. just kind of elevated everything that it's got. So it was amazing. I loved Mm -hmm. it, everybody. Everybody go Mm -hmm. read it. Shout out to freaking. Did you say it was Glenn? Yeah, Glenn sent me this Friends one. Friend of the pod, gorgeous <laughs> human being, Glenn, is the reason we read this book. So, kiss. All the kisses. She's from France. <sighs> Before we
1: move on to some questions, are there any other moments that you want to talk about that we might have forgotten about? Because I, one of the mm-hmm. ones I really liked was the moment where they hang out that one time and sebastian comes out as prince sebastian he's just like yeah i just felt like um maybe i should be prince sebastian (gasps) for the night and they had that like really quiet night together and they like danced that was
0: yeah
1: that was so so wonderful
0: that was really cute and also like the part at the beginning of that where they're Mm -hmm. like excuse me we got somebody coming in and they're like you know what that is that's the prince bitch move over (laughs) Uh, that made me quite chuckle It 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 was quite funny
1: If I will say for anyone listening, if you like the Disney princess aesthetic, this book is for you. A thousand percent. What was your... Okay, I don't know. I haven't looked at the questions yet, so this might be one of them. What was your favorite dress in the whole book?
0: And I do have to honorable mention uh, Miss Marmalade. Miss Marmalade. Just because that was the first, (laughs) like, real good one. Stunning. Um, let me see if I can find it though. There's I mean several, obviously. What what am I? Um her little flower dress with like her little red umbrella. Oh that my one. gosh, yes. So cute, very picnic of her. Um also her red wig. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh,
1: this one. Oh my gosh, yes. The 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 gambling one. Oh
0: my god. Unplug my this- mic again. <laughs> She's such a bad bitch. Look She's at her. A bad bitch. Those
1: sleeves. Those fucking That's sleeves. That's true.
0: Or this one. <gasps> that one. Chef's kiss. Beautiful. Everyone at home, I hope you can see this. Yep. It's- yep. Uh, I am currently showing Anne the one that looks like a bird. The end. Or the one that has oh her Joan of Arc dress was like badass as well. Mm
1: hmm. With oh,
0: the sure. armor sleeve, it's when she sucker punched that drunk guy, which was really funny. Um,
1: yeah, she got um, she got criticism on that one though. That was the one where they met Peter, and he's
0: like, "That's true." He so you're almost here,
1: cakes. but I do think you could do a little better. Peter's fucking dumb. Peter's fucking dumb. He I also do... is
0: kind of rude
1: too. Kind of very rude. Yeah, I think it's interesting that Peter has moments where he is kind of an asshole but he's still yes doing he he does good in the end doesn't he yes he, he lets does. them like he's
0: the redeemed but he has a he takes a real long time to get there yeah real long time but no, I remember think, this is the picture yes oh my gosh! <laughs> excitement face and she's talking to the <laughs> the stylist that's so well, funny both the, hands but up no promises yeah. <laughs> it's enough <gasps> oh no remember Francis's dress
1: yes I do To
0: go on the little date she oh, doesn't so get to
1: wear dresses cute. often but what she Ooh, does
0: she's so pretty yeah yep I also do like the Prince Sebastian look of that night as well very cute with the cape oh for sure basically just every single fucking one of them I'm just gonna just go through the every entire book again one? and look at them all again Just oh no I changed my answer okay yeah what is it the ballet outfit. Okay. With the okay. black and like yes. the gems. Mm-hmm. The hair on top of the head. <laughs> normally where it goes, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm No! Yeah, I, I could have. got a little as,
1: beehive I, on top of her head. Love the beehive. It's true. I maybe I'm just a sucker for a good climax, but like the one she has at the end with the butterflies <sighs> and the the like white-blue it's so gorgeous, mm-hmm. and also, of course, the king's dress. The king's dress is just yes. perfection in every way. Now, also, if you'll excuse me, it's my turn to take the stage, and he fucking yes, did
0: I'm
1: so happy for him.
0: Peace. Peace. Or like how the last dress that she wore before being outed was her mother's dress. Oh my gosh, it was so cute. The one that she said was ugly, which was really funny, but also sad at the same time. <laughs> poor Sebastian. Yeah, poor Sebastian. Uh, I also do like the coronation dress of Princess Juliana. That dress kind of went hard. A little oh bit yes, with her with her uh, cape, her dramatic run out of the room cape.
1: I love how every chapter starts with a, um a a fashion like um
0: oh like a sewing piece.
1: Yes, that's a what i pattern, I'm, a
0: pattern piece, a pattern that's the piece. Word. There we go.
1: Mm-hmm. I have seen a sewing machine before. I know what they look like.
0: And did you know that I sew?
1: I did not know that you sew. I've made I clothes. Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not very good at it, so don't ask any questions. But I you... also Dallas is out there, and he has a comic book pillowcase that I made him before his mission, and what? he still has it. I think. It's flown around somewhere. It still exists. Oh my gosh. It has a little comic book. I think it's Spider-Man, actually. If it's
1: in New York and he didn't show me, we're gonna have words. That's rude, actually. That's, if he didn't. Oh my gosh. I don't
0: know where it is. He'll he'll know. Dallas, put in your voice right here if you know how to do that. I don't know if you know how to do that, but you should figure it out. Answer my question. Where is it, damn it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Dallas, for definitely answering that. And for Yes. yes. Oh, I'm glad he wouldn't he wouldn't just ignore that section. Oh, he would no. never, no. never, never take it straight oh, to Here's that
0: picture of the guard in the polka dotty outfit. The
1: guard turned around <laughs> with a little mustache. Yes. Best.
0: So dramatic. She Loved knew, it.
1: She knew what she was worth.
0: Yes. She queen. knew what she was <sighs> This one.
1: I live for this mm-hmm. one.
0: Look at that. Oh. Queen. the pride with... <laughs>
1: Ending Pride with a good old-fashioned drag show is exactly what I was here for. True. Bad bitch. Bad bitch king.
0: Bad bitch king.
1: Oh, love it. I almost sent that entire section as a voice message to Dallas, and I don't know how I did that. (laughs) Speaking of Dallas, you just got a message from us. (laughs) Funny. Funny. But speaking of Dallas, would you like to take a moment now to get into some of the questions this week?
0: Absolutely. Okay. Bring it on.
1: So the first one is actually going to come from our beloved co-host. May he rest in peace. Um,
0: he's fucking dead. <laughs> he's fucking <laughs> dead. <laughs> how, did, how did this dead. episode
1: get posted? I have no idea. I don't know how to do it. If Dallas disappeared tomorrow, the, the show would end because I have no idea how to log on. Would end. I have no idea how to do any of his things. And of course, that'd be my number one priority.
0: That's you know? And also, all of my comic book access would end as well, because oh I don't gosh. pay for a goddamn thing.
1: Uh, Dallas, do not disappear. Don't disappear.
0: I need the Comicsology. Thanks.
1: <laughs> also, appreciate the company. But, you know, that's yeah, obviously second to the, to, you know.
0: But <gasps> most of all, we love Addy.
1: <laughs> uh love them if you, both. If you weren't if my you weren't favorite. at
0: Dallas's wedding, which none of you were, um, yeah. <laughs> you would know that that was something that my mother said in her speech. Really? Yes. Oh she was my going gosh. on and on and on about how much she loved Addie and she goes, "Oh, and we really like Dallas too." I mean, that's a given. It was so <laughs> funny. She goes, "But most of all, we love Addie." So that's just an inside joke now in our family. Dallas probably cackled about that when I said that. Beautiful. Love it.
1: Uh, well, Dallas's question to us is, what role do you think performative femininity has in society?
0: That's it's a good question. It Why it have a good to word question. like that, though? That's, like, really complicated. Listen. I only have two brain cells, and <laughs> they only often rub together, Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, I only have one to add to this conversation. So we have three brain cells. We got to figure something exactly. out. Uh, this is this is what happens. Our shows are just vibes. And Dallas is like, hey, what if we actually talked about this story the exact- and the complexities exactly. for a second?
0: Dallas's question just brought the real mm. podcast back. God damn it. <laughs> we were having fun. No, this is a fun question, though. Um, I feel like the whole world is camp. And nobody mm-hmm. really wants to pay attention to it. Especially, like, the more... I feel like post-COVID as well. Everybody is Mm -hmm. very, very showy. And I would would like to... I I think... Nobody yell at me. But I think that male fashion and men's fashion is starting to become to the kind of same level as campiness as Mm -hmm. some women's can. Female... um, Feminine fashion can. And I feel like... I don't know, I feel like we see that with a lot of celebrities and influential, like, social media presences. I mean, even just watching, like, per se, my my younger brother. I have a younger brother who's 18. He just graduated high school. Straight, straight little man. Um, Mm -hmm. But he has bits and pieces of things that have trickled their way into his fashion that I'm like, hmm thing coming from a straight man uh-huh. um because he definitely bootlegged my mother's Tiffany pearl necklace and has not oh. given it back and he rocks that thing all the time <laughs> all the time and it's just very interesting because I feel like and I love it I love it so much I feel like people are just starting to take bits and pieces of fashion from wherever the hell they want and i just i love that idea so much mm-hmm. and i want it to just go so much farther than it is like i love i love when i see like i don't i don't even know like the mixture of the femu- the feminine and the masculine looks together like i can't even tell you how much i love feminine looks on masculine appearing appearing frames mm-hmm. like it just like does something for me i just love it i just think it's so fun and uh, i think specifically i might have to double check their name real fast but oh, uh, i spelled it wrong
1: don't worry listeners we're typing we're typing very quickly
0: i know i need like a little typewriter like thank <laughs> you that was probably a creepy noise. Sorry, everyone. It, it's very much like a squirrel. Oh, Billy Porter's pronouns are he, him. So I will use okay. he, him. Um, but Billy Porter is someone who fashion wise, absolute oh, yes. mm-hmm. wonders. Absolute sure. wonders. All the time. All the time. Look at that. Look at Billy that.
1: He has never missed.
0: Ooh, chef fucking kiss. Always. I love Billy's outfits. And it's the it's the mixture. There's always a mixture of masculine and feminine in the outfits to the point where it just becomes clothes. And mm-hmm. I think that's so cool. That's one of my favorite things. Because clothes are clothes and everybody can just fuck off. Yeah, and. just just vibe. Wear what there's, you want, goddammit. I think
1: there's a big emphasis when you're – Raise male that mm-hmm. dressing in feminine ways or acting in feminine ways is bad. Mm-hmm. It's a negative because it makes you look weak, and that's something that oh, that's such a good look.
0: Harry Styles in a dress. Harry Styles in for a dress. Vogue for fucking Vogue. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, and I think that's one of the great points that this book tries to make by making. The, the main character who's dressing, you know, in a dress, a prince who is someone who's supposed to be very powerful anyway, mm-hmm. supposed to represent the entire kingdom, which is a theme they go through um, between him getting close to inheriting from his father. Um, I think it makes a lot of points about how you can still be a powerful person and embrace feminine um, presentations because gender shouldn't inherently be um, considered, like, conflated with strength and power. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really great message. And it's something that our society is still very, very much struggling with. Because just those, the Harry Styles dress you showed me, the Billy Porter dress you showed me. So much heat. Ev- so much heat. Every single time.
0: And I it's remember just, uh, that Vogue shoot dropping with Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. And people were, like, losing their shit.
1: Yep. People were saying things like, men are dead. Men can't mm-hmm. be men anymore. Yep. Which is just... Ow. Absolute insanity, you know.
0: That's gross. Like, look at this, and can't you look at that, Harry Styles, and say, "Give me a Absolutely
1: meeple. rocking it,
0: <laughs> love it." Why does why does Harry Styles wear tights better than I do? I will never know, but because he does. Thank you very much. Ah, oh, God, I love Harry Styles. He he's, he's pretty pretty the nifty. reason I know that I'm straight. Him and Carson. Sorry, Carson. I'm not, well, I still, why I still like men. There you go. We got it. There we go. There we go. That's the correct <laughs> thing I wanted to say.
1: <sighs> but yeah, Sorry. I think everything we just said. Perfect. No yes. notes. We're excellent. And, and- the end.
0: Thank kidding. you, Dallas. There's definitely a Glenn question. That is not the end. Yeah, there's <laughs>
1: definitely a, a Glenn question or four. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> do you want to read through
0: them? Uh, I did not get sent the questions. Oh, yep. he above. just sent
1: them to me. I'm sorry. Um, okay, I. will made them Then Dallas mm. hates me. The yeah,
0: end. Put that on the internet.
1: Hi, princesses and dressmakers. Um, one, Anne. I'd love to hear how you came into possession of this. Please give great detail as to the skill, attractiveness level, and overall awesomeness of whoever may or may not have gifted this. Um, actually, don't really know. This just ended up on my porch one day. Um, pretty <laughs> sure a raven brought it. Definitely the raven, um, in terms of attractiveness, I've seen better looking birds, but <laughs> honestly, seven out of 10. moderate, Moderately attractive raven.
0: Love it. Pretty
1: bird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Glenn didn't send me this. That would be ridiculous. Glenn would never send me a present. <laughs> um, two. Okay. So seriously, I learned of this book after reading the exceptional substack of Molly Knox Ostertag. Oxter Tag. Okay, there we go. I knew I said it right. I knew immediately I would gift it to Anne and follow and fellow Rabbit Stew Comics podcast host, Ray. Have you guys read much of Oxter Tag's work? I picked Girl from the Sea on this very show as a fave on your end of the year episode, and it's brilliant. Let's, I haven't. I'm gonna s- pull up a list just to make sure.
0: I Molly. it's safe to say that I haven't, Glenn. <laughs> I don't need to pull up a list to know that I don't read shit
1: um let's see she's oh okay so she did strong female Protagonist. I've read most of that I believe show me show me show me show me bibliography just to make sure I did read um it was another gift that Glenn sent me but um Girl from the Sea is such a good little love story between
0: mm-hmm.
1: um oh what was she was a, a selkie um it's this girl who falls in love with a Selkie, which is the seal person who can become a girl. And they form this really great friendship and um, this romantic partnership, which is really, really unique to see. Um, it's such a cute little coming-of-age story. I You would love it a lot. If you liked this, you'll love that a whole lot. And also, Strong Female Protagonist, which I have read, was a webcomic she did starting in 2012. I've read a bit of that. I can't comment a lot on it, but I did like what I read.
0: Oh, I love webcomics. They're like my favorite.
1: Right? Webcomics com- web are always so <laughs> nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Big cute, Love it. Yeah, I'm definitely open to reading more because mm-hmm. big fan of this one, everybody. <laughs> did you like World, by the way? <gasps> Fucking loved it. And I okay, read it good. An hour. <laughs> Just had to double check. It was great. The, I added that to our list actually of things to read for the pod. So,
1: awesome. I'll make Dallas read it
0: now. Uh, the Sages are
1: such a good power couple in terms mm-hmm. of comic making.
0: Mm-hmm. They can't mm-hmm. be beat. Mm-hmm. Um. Preach. I'm also reading that um, other one. What is it called? <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for saying it on the pod. Oh, <laughs> fine
1: print. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fine print. That's a. Um, That's a steamy one. That's that's a spicy meatball, as they say.
0: Spicy meatball! God damn it!
1: (laughs) Every time you pick that book up, that's the first thing I want you to think of. This is a spicy meatball.
0: Appreciate
1: that. Oh, you're so welcome. I will do it (laughs) every time. (laughs) Number three, bit of a long one, and hope it makes sense. We're seeing a lot of LGBT plus OGNs which is brilliant. Getting these in the hands of young people who need them is vital. Treating such a group as normal as they deserve at such a young age to those Outside the group is also so important. I'm a little lot older than you guys. So growing up, my media was full of heterosexual relationships from a young age. I grew up with Disney cartoons, where the common story was the handsome prince got the beautiful princess. My earliest exposure to anything outside of this was maybe Mulan. And even that is a stretch. What are you guys' earliest memories of LGBTQ plus relationships in any media?
0: That is such a good question. Mm.
1: Say, if you want to think for a second, I remember one of my first, because I remember very specifically um, the first time I ever saw it in a comic. Mm-hmm. I was in about middle school. I was really interested in like Spider-Man comics. And um, I read a bit of Civil War and I was branching out a little bit. I wouldn't get hooked into comics for a few years after, but I remember picking up The Runaways, mm-hmm. the original Runaways um, series by Brian K. Vaughn. I read a bit of that. And then it was in the second arc after um, BKV wrapped up everything he was doing that we got introduced to this new character named Zavin. Mm-hmm. And Zavin was a Skrull who came from the stars and was um, following Carolina Dean, who is one of the members of the Runaways around, who is also an alien, saying like, hey, we got to marry each other because our plants are going to destroy each other. And if we don't marry, they're going to actually kill each other. So let's, you know, let's unite these peoples, you know, let's, Mm -hmm. let's get, let's get it done. And Caroline is like, um, actually I can't because I'm gay Mm -hmm. and you're a guy. And then Zavin was like in scroll form was like, well, I mean, that's fine. Gender is fluid for us. And just Mm -hmm. instantly just boom, turned into a girl. And there was a moment where it's just like reading that one, like, huh Hmm. interesting all right i'm gonna file that away and not address it for the next 10 years (laughs) (laughs) that Um, was
0: the slate awakening that
1: was the that was the egg crack moment that was um (laughs) that was where it started and (laughs) i that was the very first time i'd ever seen it i remember feeling not like seen but like i wanted It was hard for me because there were so many feelings going on. It's like, that was the relationship I wanted. And I didn't understand how or why that meant. Mm -hmm. I just knew that that was something that clicked with me on a level that nothing else had before. And it got to a point where um, I started realizing more and more that um, lesbian and sapphic relationships were speaking to me a lot more than others. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, I remember I was writing. We had um, a group of friends in high school. We'd have, like, writing contests with each other. And one of the pitches, I was writing this um, the sci-fi story with this couple in space. I'm like, this isn't clicking at all. And I'm like, is there any reason why these two characters can't be in a relationship? They're the same sex. Why can't they just kiss each other? So I did it. And I'm like, that was incredible. I wrote that so much better, so much easier than anything else. And so I think seeing media like that definitely helped me start on that path to finding my true self which is very, very important. I'm so very grateful for that. And I wish if we had more stories like this or more stories like Galaxy, um, The Prettiest Star, or more stories like um, The Girl from the Sea, I think a lot more kids would feel a lot safer and a lot more comfortable in their own skins and who they are and in finding themselves. It would be less scary. And I think that's such a great thing.
0: I agree 100%. And I feel like Personally, I mean, I grew up in a very conservative little town, Mm -hmm. and I fully believe that the first time I saw anything in media probably was high school, which is so interesting to me, and I feel like I probably can't even name the specific event that it was, but I do remember, like, in-person experiences at a young age, which I feel like... I, wish, I also wish there was more of because it just uh-huh. was something that I never um, under, understood, I would say. I just wasn't presented with that opportunity to be given that education, uh-huh. which I feel like made it really hard for me when I was, like, trying to develop my own opinions and learn about things and try to be a better person myself uh-huh. because I was never – I mean, I was – very i mean i was taught to be a compassionate and loving person just to everyone but it was very interesting from a young age when like oh but now never mind not to everybody you know then that Mm -hmm. just was something so interesting to me and to see that separation more in person than in media was really confusing and hard for for me and I remember specifically when I was really young, I had an experience. I think I was probably like 10 and it like makes me so sad to like think about now, but I had absolutely no concept of anything other than mm-hmm. cookie cutter, little white, like, um, yeah, just like the cookie cutter little families that I was raised mm-hmm. around and I remember I was specifically in Las Vegas, and that was the first time I had ever seen a gay man before. And he was – if I, like, could go back now and just, like, hold my little self's hand, and just be like, look at this wonderful individual. <laughs> look at Look at this person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because that was, like, 2010. And they were working in Sephora, and I remember my mom had taken me in, like, the big Sephora outlet down there. It's like – look at makeup when I was little and I saw this person and they scared me so bad which is just like hurts my soul Mm -hmm. to say that and to like think that about a person but I had had never had an experience like that before and it also was really sad to me too looking back my mom didn't even know how to put it in words to explain it to me as a child because she had never experienced anything like that either and so if I would have had like if I would have had media like this as a child, if if anybody does as a child, to be able to see that, to see how normal and how harmless it is, mm-hmm. will set us ahead so far in the future. Even mm-hmm. just seeing my younger sister now. I'm jealous of the opportunities of the media that she gets because Mm -hmm. it's just making everybody so much more aware and so much more understanding of different lives and different communities and what Mm -hmm. everyone's lives look like. Oh, for sure. And I think it's important
1: just going off that and talking about this question. um, I have other memories of LGBTQ plus stuff in media that I was experiencing throughout all of middle school and high school but most of it was negative. Most of it was so very exactly. negative. I remember in middle school, like the big thing for us is like being raised as a middle school boy. You get into these clicks where it's like, have you watched the latest robot chicken or the latest family guy? Cause that was the the edgy thing that everyone mm-hmm. loved to watch. And so oftentimes gay people were the, the butts of the jokes in those shows. I remember one of my first experiences ever with a transgender character in media was, um, Kragmire's parent In Mm -hmm. Family Guy. And Mm -hmm. that episode set me back a long way. A long way. And it's just... It's so disheartening when you see representation like that. And thinking back on it. And how much it makes you uncomfortable. But then realizing that that's become so much more rare these days. Yeah. And to see a lot more positive stories coming out is so... It's one of the things that even, like, times like this where it's gotten really dark in the news really dark in the country it gives me hope that people are still fighting to move in the right direction Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it's it reminds me there are still good people out there and it's 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 good to see
0: exactly i agree i agree (sighs) i'm glad that there's positive things Mm -hmm. trying to persevere past the negatives
1: oh yeah There's one thing hope does. It's persevere.
0: Exactly.
1: (sighs) Final, final question of the episode. (laughs) Also from Glenn, in case you forgot who we're talking about. (laughs) Bit of a personal request. Oh, no. Like I said, we're seeing a lot of excellent all-age LGBTQ plus original graphic novels. My son has ASD, autism spectrum disorder. Is there any comics or OGNs you guys can think of I can read to him or give to him where he can see maybe a kid like him? Thanks, Glenn.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's such a good question. And I don't know. And that makes me sad.
1: I am doing a quick Google search. I'm pretty sure... um, I'm trying to double check for you, Glenn. But I'm pretty sure there's a comic called Space Boy. Where the main character has... um, I think the main character has Asperger's. And I think that's the closest I can think of off the top of my head. That's not a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... I'm actually kind of being myself right now because I'm like, how do I not have like... Yeah, same.
0: A... I'm like, oh my. Hmm. I do have to say though, I there's a TikTok creator that I love that she is actually quite a large creator. Um, and she has autism. And I think that her account is Sound of the Forest. Like no spaces, nothing just like squished all together. Um and like she is just so cute and so smart and she like loves nature and um she actually paints paintings of insects for a living. And like I love her account and like her content. So I know that's not a comic and I don't know how you where your stance is on TikTok for your child, but I I like I like her videos, they're very cute. <laughs> I think
1: I'm looking into it a little bit. I think a safe place to go is usually Archie Comics. I think Archie Comics does a really great job with diversity, especially mm-hmm. lately. I know um, they've got some really great ACE representation, which not a lot of other comic companies happen right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel b- it's, I know that characters with autism and other um, um disorders like that have um, been through a lot of the same things that LGBTQ characters have been through Mm -hmm. where it's like they've appeared before, but it's not been in a positive light. Cause one of the first things that popped to mind for me was there's this arc in Aquaman in the early two thousands where it's revealed through like flashbacks that black Manta is an autistic character. And there is a story beat that is so Atrociously aged that it's one of the things where it's like, I can't believe this was ever put to pen Mm -hmm. and to paper, and I can't believe anyone ever approved it. Where Aquaman uses his telepathy to quote unquote cure Black Manta's autism. Oh and it was just it was yeah, not not exactly great. Yeah. Um, That's so Yeah, I'm so sorry, Glenn, that I don't have a lot more to offer than that one. I haven't looked into it, but I really, really should. Hmm. There's a list on Wikipedia with some characters from comics. There's not a lot here. There's someone named Scarlet Salty from Archie Comics. Um
0: Gulf Archie Comics, proud of you. Wow,
1: in terms of canon stuff, there's not a lot. So that's that's something that should definitely be talked about. I think there's a lot of people who fans will headcanon as someone with autism, but not a lot is actually said on the page from what I can find. Yeah, we should um we should work on that. Comics yeah, creators definitely. definitely work on that. Oh, sorry, couldn't be any more helpful for that final question, but I hope you can understand. Okay, and with that, that's all of the questions we have for this particular episode. Lexi, do you have any final thoughts on The Prince and the Dressmaker that you'd like to get out before we wrap this show up?
0: Um, This book was beautiful and amazing and Mm -hmm. one of my, if not most, favorite books that we've read for this podcast. And it just hit me in so many different emotional ways. And I feel like it'll do that to so many people. And I just think that this is one that everybody could use right now. Emotionally. Yeah. Uh,
1: It makes, I really hope that um, a lot of people listen to this episode. We know that um, our indie comics aren't always more popular than the big two comics episodes we do. But I really think that when we talk about indie books, we talk about some of the best stories that we read on the show.
0: Mm -hmm. It's true. Mm -hmm. We all like, Loki love them more, so y'all weenies yeah. need to get on the topic. Come yep. on, and, don't you and know? The,
1: the moment Dallas and Evan hear me say that, they're going to be on me like that. They're going <laughs> to be like, "We got you, we got you." And the the, the jokes on them—they got me a long time ago. I just didn't tell them. I just don't like giving them that
0: satisfaction. Exactly. It's like me actually liking Batman. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out too. Um. Yeah, I like my I like a good superhero comic. I love a good boom pow every once in a while, but. So many indie stories are just so superior in storytelling and emotion, it's insane.
0: Mm-hmm. And they get that freedom to just be so amazing mm-hmm. like they can just do whatever the hell they want, which I yeah. love.
1: And they get to have a set beginning, middle, and end, which is mm-hmm. also fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, please give this book a chance, and you're gonna love it. So mm-hmm. With that being said, Lexi, do you want to start us out here at the end?
0: Absolutely. Let me pull it up because I don't remember anything I'm ever (laughs) supposed to say. (laughs) All right, everyone. If you like the show and want to hear more from us throughout the week, please go follow our Twitter account at CMX Collective. Or you can find each of us at our personal accounts at Dallas underscore comics. That's our BFF Dallas. That doesn't exist. At (laughs) Anne Comics and at Lexi Lou underscore comics.
1: If you enjoyed the show, which I really hope you did, and want to show you support, which I really hope you do, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and give us a five-star review. And we'll read it off in the show if you give us a little blurb just saying. Mm-hmm. Fun way to get um, your words out there. Just That's true. write down nice things and we'll say them.
0: Exactly. And another way to get your voice on the pod is to write us an email at at gmail.com and we'll read them off on the show if you've got thoughts comments concerns hopes dreams fears let's yeah. know
1: just want to comment on how great we sound that also works i'm exactly. always you know conscious about my voice so you know tell write how in... pretty we are exactly cuz
0: you can definitely tell
1: <laughs> you can tell yes. you're looking great tonight by the way
0: <laughs> oh thank you so are you my love
1: <laughs>
0: and finally see
1: us next week for our episode on a Thor, we haven't decided if we're doing um oh, the God did. bomb did we I got wait to choose. <gasps> Which one did you choose? Is me? Which one do you think? Jane <laughs> join Foster? us next. Yep. Join us Ta-da! next week for Jane Thoster. <laughs> Thoster? Thorster.
0: Thoster.
1: <laughs> Jane Thoster. <laughs> Our favorite thought. Um <laughs> she's yeah. She's gonna be thought in a way next week. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're gonna love this so much!
0: I'm excited. I'm mm-hmm. excited. Also, I'm looking at our next few weeks, and goddamn, you're gonna be you, reading a lot of shit.
1: Do we want to give people our um, July preview? <gasps> should we? I think we should. Should we
0: just be crazy? Yeah, Can't let's tell do us it. No.
1: Yeah, exactly. Go. What what, what oh, are we doing after Jane Foster? Right.
0: Dun, dun dun We will be doing Jeff Smith's Tookie. Is that real? Yeah, I that's just say real. That? Okay. <laughs> like, you am say I just that... bullshitting.
1: You didn't even say the craziest part about it.
0: What did I not say?
1: You said Jeff Smith Tookie, but we're also interviewing Jeff Smith for it. Oh,
0: yes. Sorry. That's, yeah, that's the whole fun part. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I forgot. It's just like. Because I didn't want to say we're doing Jeff Smith because that sounds real like <laughs> sexy. But so I kind of stumbled over that a little bit. But yes, we're interviewing Jeff Smith with. Pookie. That's that's nothing.
1: Not the- <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's gonna be a fun week. Um after that we have the start of our next epic. We are starting Invincible and we are reading that with the lovely Evan Von Doom
0: love Evan. I'm very excited oh, to have Evan back. This can be
1: awesome. This is going to be such a fun ride.
0: How much of that are we reading? I don't even know at this point. Because also, I'm currently <laughs> listening slash reading to Sandman. To Sandman? Mm-hmm. Sandman. How are you That's liking Sandman that so far? Fair. Freaking slaps, man. But Good. I also do have to say, so I'm listening to it on Audible, everyone. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, irritates me a little bit. Because I know really? that I'm missing things. Because I sat, can't see the pictures, it bugs me, bugs me. <laughs> so but, I'm definitely gonna get every single one of the books good. and touch and feel and play in the grass with them at this point. So. Oh,
1: this is going to be such, such an adventure.
0: Yeah, so see, that's why I'm reading a lot. You all got me reading Invincible and Sandman at the same time. (laughs) Psychopaths. That's good, because
1: we have that one week off in July where we will be taking some time to do our homework and read through Sandman. And I promise Uh, I'll definitely read through it. I won't just skim through it since I've already read it it once this year. I wouldn't, Uh, you know.
0: uh, Yes, the week that I'm in Disneyland, my week off. (laughs) (laughs) Dallas planned that. Homework. You're welcome. That's What's true. True.
1: listen, is it really vacation without homework? Yes. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to say. You're supposed to agree with me no matter what. Oh damn it. You're right. You're right. That's true. There I'm only know. supposed
0: to disagree with Dallas.
1: Exactly. You've... Girls' night is just us endlessly agreeing with each other in a cycle. That's true. That's true. Okay, everyone, that is our July schedule. Hope to see you next week. It's going to be absolutely fantastic.
0: It'll be so Bye. fun. See yes. ya.
1: And stop.